Hello, everybody. Welcome to the third season of the We Want More podcast. We are excited to bring you more stories of transformation and meditations that we hope will inspire you to engage in the adventure of discovering your identity and purpose in Christ. Thank you for listening in. Hi, this is Ryan Burnham, and in this meditation, we're going to focus on belief, and not just belief in a good and loving God, but belief in ourselves. Where is that belief rooted? What voices are we listening to? So that hopefully, by the end of this meditation, we're reminded of the secure and firm foundation of how God sees us, His truth that penetrates the deepest places in our heart and gives us a place for our identity to firmly and securely rest. So to start, find a place that you won't be distracted and take a deep breath in. And let it out slowly. begin, just ask yourself, who am I? What do I believe about myself? And notice the things that come to mind, the emotions that those questions evoke, the insecurity, the fears, the failures, the things that we think are unforgivable. We could also recognize successes and victories that build our self-confidence, build a self-image that we hold as valuable or worthy of love. These beliefs about ourself often stem all the way back to our childhood. Where we begin to internalize a narrative of how to succeed, of how to be seen, known, or loved. And we create an external version of ourselves 
that we really want to believe is really us. And the mistakes, failures, or shameful things that have been done to us, we internalize and attempt to cover up, hide, or overcome. And what can begin to happen is that we have an inner life that looks very different than the image we portray in the world around us. And we try to compensate for the feelings of not being enough, feeling isolated. And we end up with a mixture of both good and bad that wars with each other in our soul. So again, what do you believe about yourself? And who told you those things? Sometimes we have people stand in front of a mirror and look at themselves and begin to describe what they see. Just in your imagination, picture yourself. What do you notice? What do you hate? What do you love? The world tells us that we have to conform and begin to look like the things around us in order to have value, in order to be able to believe that we're worth love. There's no room for grace for the times that we've exploded at our kids, the errors we've made in our job, the sin that's penetrated our homes, the addictions that we've tried to manage. But at the core of the gospel is Jesus' invitation to embrace a new belief system. And this belief system starts with what he did and who he is as a perfect man laying down his life that we could have access to an inner life 
that's clean and pure and holy. That our self-worth could begin with feeling like a child, innocent and pure. And so as we begin to face the voices inside of ourself, I invite you to open up your heart to God's voice. Because it's when God's voice penetrates the deeper places of our hearts that we experience transformation. When it's not just information that's stuck in our head that we're trying to nail down into our behavior. But it becomes a recognition of grace, a recognition of our dependence in who we are that's so connected to who he is. That when Jesus describes himself as the vine, we see ourselves intimately grafted in to the life-giving source of the Holy Trinity. And when we wake up in the morning, we discover his voice is beginning to lead us. His voice is beginning to define us. Even when you get bombarded by shame, hurtful memories, that there's a light seeking to penetrate the darkness that transforms our shame, our guilt, into a testimony of grace where we aren't the ones that have to receive the glory to feel good anymore, but we can stand in the light of God and give Him all the glory. For it's in that place that we receive a peace and an anchoring for our soul that just being a gatekeeper in the house of the Lord is enough. worldly recognition isn't the fuel that drives us anymore but an overwhelming gratitude for life that stems from the giver of life and I understand that in difficult seasons it's hard to stay connected to the truth of how he sees us. That our circumstances are screaming so loud. It's difficult to get to a place of resting, of being still in his presence. And so right now, I'm going to speak truth over you. And my invitation is for you just to sit and listen. And as you do, 
Allow the words to penetrate to the places of shame, disconnection, the spots where your heart feels hard, cold, where the cruelty of life has turned you bitter or resentful. Let the truth of God's word be like the warmth of a fire that you'd begin to move closer and open up more fully to the goodness and the kindness of a loving father because when he sees you this is what he sees child of his that was born into the dirt. That was surrounded by pain and darkness. And when he saw you, he chose you. And he said, that's the one that I want. Jesus and yes I'm willing to come down and give my life so that he can have ours and when you entered into relationship with Jesus and received this beautiful gift called grace you stepped into a family where your name is known in heaven You were made pure and holy. Despite all the mistakes and failures you'd experienced here on earth, you were made new. Jesus said, I have a plan and a future for you. It's more than you could ever ask or imagine. That the life I want to put on the inside of you starts as a seed and as it begins to grow, it starts to produce fruit in the world around you that has meaning and intentionality. That in those deep places of your heart, I want to set up my home and release my life, my love, and my light. For you're worth it. Even when you can't see who you are and you get confused by the messages that are surrounding you each day. I still see you. just as the father waited in the field for the prodigal to come back. I understand what's under the filth and the mud 
I know you've been eating from a pig's trough, as the prodigal did. But I'm not going to withhold my banquet table from you. Because you haven't been able to perform doesn't mean I'm going to punish you. For your behavior is an outflow of your beliefs. And it's in those places that I want to transform you. Because as the inside of the cup gets clean, the outside of the cup will follow. You can't make yourself good enough. You can't try hard enough. Be strong enough to please me. It's only in relationship that you truly will experience life. And the truth is you need me. Your attempts to create a life on your own haven't fulfilled you. Your performances haven't felt like enough. Even when those performances are inside of religion. I want my kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. And that happens when my sons and daughters, like you, begin to invite me into the places in their heart that I can create love, for I am love. And my greatest commandment is to learn to love. And that's what you were destined for. And as soon as you start to see me and see my love for you, you will become the light of the world, just as I was. For it's my light inside of you that will shine like a city on a hill. That'll be a beacon of hope to the nations. And even when you're surrounded by darkness, you'll be like the stars in the sky in a crooked and depraved generation that points to me. For your name is written in the book of life. you have a place in your home in heaven 
as you're a part of a family that's eternal. So I want to lift up your eyes from the mistakes that you've made, from the voices that say you're broken, you're perverted, you're hopeless, or lost. your eyes to meet my eyes because when I look at you my heart is filled with joy for my thoughts about you outnumber the grains of sand on the seashore and I don't see you through your mistakes but I see you through the work of the cross. Because it's in that place that you become fully who you are, unhindered by sin, unhindered by the voices of shame and guilt. the same fear that an orphan has where will he get his food today you've had spiritually of how am I going to be enough today who's going to provide for me and when you step into my family you're no longer an orphan but you become a child of the living God. You never have to beg again. You don't have to dig in the dumpsters or hang your head in shame. You will always be a part of my family and there will always be enough. You're welcome at my table. So as you begin to start to see yourself again in that mirror. Imagine me as the father standing behind you, speaking these words over you, that I'm not disappointed in what I see. I'm not scared of the road ahead. also can't do it for you because for love to exist 
There needs to be a partnership, a relationship, a space between us that is shared. You don't need to earn that space. You'll never need to earn my love. But you still have to learn to receive it. Because I hold good things for you. But there's an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And you live in a broken world with broken people who will hurt you. But come back to this place with me. For I'm always eager to remind you that I love you. That I'm for you. And that there's nothing in all of this world that can separate us. For I paid for all your mistakes. All of your debt. So that this could be our starting point. Love. And from this starting point, you can begin to see who you are and who I am more fully. As I've just spoken those truths over you, I, Ryan, hope that they penetrated the places where lies have embedded into your identity. Your belief system about yourself has been shaped by voices other than God. And I'm just going to close in a prayer. Father, you hold our identity in your hand. that the thoughts about us are good that your promises are true to help us embrace your words to understand your truth about who we are We pray all of this in your mighty and glorious name, Jesus. Amen.